Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Ronnie will be teaching from the book of Matthew, chapter 24. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Let me read you something as before we get going. Not a funny little story, not so funny, but just a uh, an illustration that I think kind of makes uh, makes make, makes my point. Listen to this, if you would. A story of a traveler who was traveling through Texas and he stopped at a particular gas station. The place looked pretty deserted, but he noticed something very interesting. There was a rope dangling off the side of the gas station next to the rope was a sign that said, Weather Force Caster. The attendant came out and said, Can I help you? He said, Yes, sir, you could fill it up. And by the way, what is that rope all about? And the sign that says, Weather Forecaster. And the guy from Texas said, Well, when it's swinging, it's windy. And when it's dripping, it's raining. And when it's frozen, it's cold. And when it's missing, it's a tornado. Well, I read that little story, and believe it or not, I actually did think of Matthew chapter 24. How so, Rodney? Well, Jesus, listen, Jesus is the weatherman of all weathermen. And here in Matthew chapter 24, Jesus has been giving us the current weather conditions of the world prior to his second coming. And might I add that Jesus is kind of making the point here in Matthew chapter 24 that the tribulation is going to be so terrible that you don't want to wait until the rope is missing. Now, if you've been with us, you know, here's the outline. Matthew chapter 24, Jesus has been giving us some signs of the storms. Got a pen? Got a pad? You're going to need it this morning. Jesus has given us some signs of the storms that will be preceding his coming. I give you this outline again. Listen before you start writing. I give you this outline again because Matthew chapter 24 and 25 is very important that you keep it in context. Context is everything in these two chapters. And the reason why many people mess up, if you will, Matthew chapter 24 or get things confused and the timeline seems so confusing is because they fail to keep it in context. Context is everything when you're studying the Bible as a whole. If you know that, say amen. So here I give to you again the outline of the the events preceding the second coming. We talked about this in weeks past. The deception of false messiahs. The devastation of war. 
the destruction of natural disasters, the deliverance of genuine believers, the defection of counterfeit believers, the declaration of the gospel. I gave you those the week prior to last. And then last week we talked about some of the signs of the storms before the second coming, the abomination of desolation. Remember that with the Antichrist? If you were here last week, say amen. Good, that's a good number of you. The abomination of desolation, we talked about that last week. And then there'll be worldwide chaos before the second coming. And then there'll be widespread confusion. And then finally, last week, we talked about unthinkable carnage. Well, listen at this. Jesus in these final verses in chapter 24. Jesus wraps up this chapter by giving us five practical lessons or five practical illustrations of the signs that he's already told us about. You see, any good preacher, listen, any good preacher will teach you doctrine first and then they will teach you practical application or information will precede application. Jesus was the greatest preacher who ever lived. All preachers from Jesus' day forward, if you want to study good preaching, you know, we think, look to Spurgeon. Look to Luther. I tell you what, you want to study good preaching, look to Jesus. Jesus was an awesome preacher. And Jesus, as the awesome preacher, has taught all of us preacher and all of us peoples that application must follow information. You don't want to just give information because that'll just make people puffed up. Give you the big head. You got information. But then how do you apply that information? Well, in verses 32 through 51, that is exactly what Jesus is doing. He's already given us information. Now he's giving us application. And we're going to learn this morning, our outline is five lessons from this previous information that he has given us. Lesson number one, if you're taking note, we can take a lesson and learn a lesson from the trees. And then number two, we can learn a lesson from Noah. Number three, we can learn a lesson from a thief. Fourthly, we can learn a lesson from a servant. And then fifthly and finally, we'll learn a lesson from an evil servant. That's our outline this morning. The lesson from trees, Noah, the thief, the servant, and then the evil servant. What I'd like to do about now is in Matthew chapter 24, what we'll do is we'll read the lesson from the tree, Noah, and the thief, and then we'll come back, have some comments, and then tie up our last two points of application. Matthew chapter 24, saints, be that as it may, in verse 32, if you're with me, say amen. amen. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. Underline that. When its branches has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that it's summer. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it, it what, it the second coming is near at the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation, would you underline that? will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Verse 35, read it with me, saints. Heaven and earth will pass away, 
but my words will by no means pass away. But of that day in verse 36 and of that hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the son of man be. For as in the days before the flood, what were they doing? They were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And they did not know until the flood came and took them away, all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. Stop right there. Give me your attention. If you've been with us, you already know this. The Jewish people at this point, they have completely rejected Jesus as their Messiah. And because the Jewish people have completely rejected Jesus as their Messiah, Jesus has pronounced eight woes on them. Remember chapter 23? He says, woe unto you eight times because they've hardened their hearts, because they've blinded their eyes, and they have completely rejected him as their Messiah. And then Jesus went on to say that no, concerning their house, concerning their temple, that it was going to be left desolate. And not one stone was going to be left standing upon another concerning the temple. It was at that point that this comment from Jesus about their house being left desolate prompted the disciples to ask three questions. Number one, when will these things be? Number two, what will be the sign of the coming? And number three, what is the sign of the end of the world? And then Jesus gave them those signs. We talked about those in weeks past. Verses 15 through 28, Jesus gave them those signs. And then in verse 29, look at it again in your Bibles, if you will. Jesus says, immediately after the tribulation of those days, there's going to be a heaven quake. And there will be supernatural signs in the earth. The sun will be darkened, he goes on to say in verses 30 and 31. The sun will be darkened, the moon won't give light, the stars of heaven will fall, and Jesus will come in power and great glory. That's the second coming. And so at this point now, Jesus has answered their questions and laid out the signs of his coming. Now, as I said, he gives them five practical lessons or five practical illustrations. Lesson number one, learn a lesson from the trees. How we just read it. Look at it again in your Bibles in verse 32 through 35. Jesus says, learn a parable. Now, saints, I need your help. A parable. Remember, we talked about this over and over and over again. A parable is what? An earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Oh, y'all forgot that quick, huh? Write it down. An earthly story, that's what a parable is. It's an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And so Jesus gives a parable of a fig tree. Now, Luke chapter 21, verse 29, is a parallel account of this story from Matthew. And in Luke chapter 21, verse 29, it tells us that Jesus gives them the parable of the fig tree and all trees. Now, this is important 
He gives us the parable of the fig tree and all trees. In Israel, even today, the fig tree is very common. Like here in North Carolina, a pine tree is very common. I got pine trees around my house. The storm came, was a storm, somewhat of a storm. I didn't know what the weather was doing yesterday. You know, they say in North Carolina, you don't like the weather. Wait five minutes, it'll change. Yesterday, it was like all seasons in one day. Did you notice that? Was it just me? You know what? It must have just been over my house. You know, this dark, luminous thing just over my house. And my pine trees, what's those things on the pine trees, the little yellow things? And they're all over the place. I didn't get my pine trees cut down. Because they're everywhere. So in North Carolina, pine trees are very, very common. In Israel, fig trees are very common. Figs were eaten fresh. Figs were eaten dried. They were planted all over Israel. Not only grown commercially, but they were also planted in people's backyards or in their front yards. So I tell you that to tell you this, that what Jesus is describing here, any child in Israel could understand. Notice he says, when a fig tree's branch has already become tender, when it puts forth its fruit, everyone knows that summer is near. Now, having said that, my next comments, I realize are highly controversial. Surprise. Because there are many, many, many commentators, I was going to say commentators, commentaries, Bible teachers, that would disagree with my following comments. And, and they're good Bible teachers, don't misunderstand me. Um, and, and this is my position as it relates to the fig tree, this is my position, and many other Bible scholars agree with me, as a matter of fact, and then there's some who would, who would disagree with me. There are a lot of people, a lot of teachers, who have taken, in, in, in my humble opinion, a very, very simple passage that Jesus is teaching on, and they have made it difficult, very difficult. They will say that Israel represents the fig tree. And that the budding of the fig tree is when Israel declared its statehood, May 14th, 1948. And they say that from that date, that generation that saw the budding of Israel or the budding of the fig tree would not pass away. And so for many years, people have been trying to figure out what a biblical generation is. Scholars are all across the board as to what a biblical generation is. Some say it's 30 years. Some say 40 years. Some say 70. And some say even 100. So people are all over the place as to what a biblical 40 generation is. Many, many different numbers. Most people believe and most people teach that a generation is 40 years. And so there was a guy who also believed, his name was Edgar Wisnett. He also believed that a generation was 40 years. Now, if Israel, if the fig tree represents Israel and the generation that sees the budding of the fig tree, Israel, 
is 40 years. Well, we know that Israel declared statehood May 14th, 1948. Therefore, according to this guy's calculations, if you add 40 years to May 14th, 1948, you come up with what, saints? May 14th, 1988. This guy, Edgar Wisnett, he wrote a book some time ago, 88 Reasons Why Jesus is Coming in 1988. And then when Jesus didn't come in 1988, he then wrote a sequel, 89 Reasons Why Christ Isn't is coming in 89. And so what you wind up doing, if you read this text, as many scholars do, it leads you to the conclusion of date setting. Jesus says, no man knows the, hello, no man knows the hour. Now in the Greek language, that means no man knows the hour. Folks. And so in verse 34, notice this generation will by no means pass away until all these things take place. Now, some people think that this generation, listen, refers to the disciples generation. And they thought that the signs that Jesus predicted referred to the destruction of Jerusalem in A.D. 70 under the leadership of Roman general Titus. Well, we know that. It couldn't apply to A.D. 70, this generation, because Jesus is describing a time. If you've been with us, you know this. Jesus is describing a time that is so terrible that it affects the whole world, not just the Middle East. We also know that Jesus wasn't talking about the disciples generation, because again, in verse 29, we just looked at it immediately after the tribulation of those days, he would return. Now, we also know that Jesus, to date, has not returned. Y'all do know that, right? Y'all like, well, some folks in 1914 were saying he was living in a condo in New York. We ain't going to go there. But it's true. He has not returned. So, with that said... I do not believe that Matthew chapter 24, verse 32, represents the fig tree, represents Israel. I do not believe that. There are some who would disagree with me, and that's okay. When we get to heaven, the Lord's going to tell them I was right. But, but <laughs> no, I, I really don't see that here. Okay, Rodney, then what does a fig tree represent? You guys want to know what the fig tree represents? You want to know? Drum roll, please. All right, go ahead and do it. Y'all can do it. Come on, drum roll, please. Come on. All right, enough. The fig tree, I believe in this text, represents a fig tree. Thank you. No, 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 really. Thank you. No, no. I believe the fig tree represents the fig tree. You know why? Because someone once said this, when plain sense makes good sense, seek no other sense. If you approach this text trying to date set and trying to figure out what is a biblical generation and working off of the, 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 the statehood of Israel on May 14th, you start date setting. And in that case, well, what if a biblical generation, according to your calculations, is 100 years? Well, that would mean that Jesus is coming in 2048. Now, God doesn't want us to do that. 
He doesn't want us to date set. Why? Because if we date set, get this, you will live in the flesh until you know he's coming. Oh, come on, y'all. You know that if you knew Jesus was coming in 2048, you party hardy until 2047. (laughs) You know you would. I would. No. (laughs) Oh. No, but with that, because that's our sin nature, see? And we know, okay, Jesus isn't coming to 2048. Right, we know that. Okay, we can really party hardy until 2047. And then about 2047, I think I'll become spiritual. And I'll give my life away. See, that's why the Lord, because see, what happens is if you have a date, then, 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 then you will not live in the constant expectation that Jesus is coming soon. You, you won't live there. And John told us that the constant expectation of Jesus coming soon is the hope that purifies us. Man, that's what keeps you walking. That's what keeps you holy. That's what keeps you saying, you know what? Hey, if Jesus is coming next week and Jesus is coming tomorrow, any minute, I don't want to be found in this situation when Jesus is coming. I don't want to be doing this thing when Jesus comes for me. I don't want to be in that place when Jesus comes for me. Therefore, I'm going to live holy and I'm going to live purified life for his glory because I know he can come in any second. It's the hope that purifies us. That's why he said, I ain't telling you to date. So you'll live with that constant expectation of his coming. Now, let's point this out again. His second coming and the rapture are two totally different events, saints. You got to keep that in mind. The rapture of the church could happen at any second. The rapture of the church could happen before I finish this sermon. Which at the rate I'm going, it probably will. But it could happen any second. The second coming now, we have signs. A way in which we can look at the weather pattern, the the conditions of the world. And we can know that his coming is near. So very, very, very careful we have to be with this text. I think the simple sense makes simple sense. It is the fig tree. Very common natural illustration. Jesus is saying, look, when you look at the fig tree and it's budding, what does that tell you? It tells you summer's almost near. You see the fig tree and it's budding? You know that it's time to barbecue. Time for some ribs. Some potato salad. Because it's summer. You know, when you go outside and you hear the birds singing, you know, summer's coming. The bees buzzing. The wasp wasping. You know, your eyes are itching because the allergies are hitting. Summer is near. When you see political campaigning, you know the election is near. So when you see all of these things that Jesus has been telling us about in verses 15 through 31, you know that his coming is near. Now, remember, I told you there will be people who have missed the rapture and go through the tribulation. Unfortunately, there will be people that you're sharing the gospel with right now. People who you've been telling Jesus is coming and they need to be ready because he could come any minute for the rapture. And then the seven years of tribulation will begin. They don't believe you. There will be people on the earth that have missed the rapture. And they'll be on the earth during the tribulation period. You know, for those people, I tell you, you should do something. Give them a CD of this, the second coming. Give them a CD of the end times teaching. 
Get a CD and, and pick it up and give it to them and say, hey, you know what? If you refuse to believe in Jesus and you're not going to get saved, then you should take this CD. Why? Because when I'm gone and you know that there and you notice there's billions of people and CNN is talking about billions of people just vanished off the earth. You should know that the rapture has happened and then pop this CD in so you'll know what to do. And you'll know what to expect. There will be people, and then they'll give their lives to Christ because you've already been telling them about it. And then they're going to listen to the CD, and they're going to say, man, that preacher, Rodney, he kind of wacky, but man, that stuff was in the Bible, man. That's in the Bible. I better listen to what the scriptures say, and they'll be saved. But it's these same people that during the tribulation period, they're going to witness the false Christ. They're going to witness these wars and devastating disaster, worldwide chaos, violence, persecution, the abomination of desolation by the Antichrist. All of these signs, they will see these signs taking place just as the fig tree has tender branches and new leaves. You know that the summer is near. So this generation will know that Jesus return is near. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.